0: Oh hey you're back, great, it might sound like I'm being sarcastic but this is just how my voice is programmed, good, bad, love, hate, it's all the same to me, Gabriel seems to think it's important I tell you that March 16th he will be performing at the Washington Center for the Performing Arts in Olympia Washington, March 21st he will be performing at the Talent Club in Talent Oregon. March 22nd and 23 he will be at Weld River Comedy Club in Grants Pass, Oregon. I guess he wants to call it Wild River Comedy Club. I suppose that does sound better than he'll be performing in a banquet room next to a restaurant. Hope you are ready for more lies and exaggerations because episode 11 of happiness isn't funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts now. <laughs> Now, here is your host, Gabriel Rutledge.
1: Check, check. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Check. All right, we're rolling. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. I had to pick a, uh, I have a cold, so I had to pick a uh, sound check song in a lower register because, you know, I know you guys are used to hearing the high notes from me, but, you know, this cold makes it difficult. So I decided to go with a little uh, Bradley Cooper from A Star is Born. Which uh, my wife always teases me about because uh, I'm a big fan of A Star is Born. I watched it. uh, Actually, I watched it on the road when I was in Canada with uh, another comedian, Nathan McIntosh. We had a couple off days in Lethbridge. And uh we had quite a we had a quite a couple's weekend. Uh we'd already spent time in the hot tub. We've been to some meals together, we did some shopping. We went to a star is born, just two men sitting in the theater feeling our feelings. It was a good time. Uh Nathan McIntosh, super funny. Look him up someday. Uh he uh so funny, man. He, in fact, in the last year, the, maybe 13 months, he's done Conan. He's done comedy on Conan Colbert and, uh, the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. In one year, he did all three of those plus, I think a Comedy Central show, uh, which is cool. Cause you know, I, I started a podcast. So we've got shit going on the both of us. Uh, yeah, we watched, uh, we watched The Star is Born and we watched, uh, Venom. Which was, uh, I'm not really a comic book movie guy anyway. But Venom was, uh, so bad I found it hilarious. Especially, well, is this a spoiler? I don't know. Who cares? It's, it's been out for a while. Uh, I just started laughing in the theater during Venom because, you know, Venom's like this big, scary, being from another planet who's destroying everything and talks like this i'm gonna kill you eddie and then uh he he it's at one point decides he likes eddie and he's gonna stay on this planet with eddie why why is he gonna stay on earth with his new friend eddie because i was a loser on my planet eddie and i identify with you (laughs) oh my god things weren't going well on my planet eddie so i'm gonna stay here hang out with you all the women are bitches on my planet eddie they don't understand me i was underappreciated i was a road comic eddie i had to perform for drunk people and stay in shitty hotels you wouldn't understand hold me maybe it's time to let the old ways die i love this song there's no crying on my planet uh yeah i do i like i like a lot of those stars born songs uh and in fact I the reason it's in my head is I was there's a live version of Eddie Vedder Eddie different Eddie uh singing that that's been stuck in my head There's because I was a uh, rock and roll kid a uh, young man uh, in Olympia uh there's I mean I know I knew a lot of people who knew Eddie Vedder and still do uh I didn't I had one Kind of f- interesting interaction with Eddie Vedder once because he was uh this is probably mid nineties uh we we were playing this party just some sort of like almost like a warehouse I think in downtown Olympia and uh his band was playing I just I say his band like Pearl Jam was playing the same party we were it was not Pearl Jam uh it was uh. He was in this Who cover band. Actually an incredible Who cover band. They were, uh, quite unbelievable. But anyway, so they were playing at this party with us and, uh, but the cops came to the party as d- cops do when there's parties. And, uh, it was so funny to see the power of celebrity because, uh, the cops came and I'm pretty sure they were going to shut the whole thing down. And, uh, and then Eddie, Vetter just went out and uh and and chatted with the cops and I think maybe uh I was gonna say took pictures, but I don't think I don't think mid nineties uh we were rocking the camera technology to do that. I think he signed a couple autographs for like the cops' kids and stuff and uh the show was back on. And I was like, Holy shit. That's celebrity when you can uh change law enforcement's mind. That's pretty, you know. If they pull you over and they're like, do you know why I pulled you? Oh my God, I love the song, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool to uh, have the power of rock and roll work on your behalf for once in your life. Uh, recording at home again this week. Let me have a little sip of my coffee. Mm. I don't know if you guys uh, are aware of this, but I do. I do like my coffee. Uh, like I like my women, um every once in a while i I prefer tea feels nice on my throat. Hmm? was that accidentally dirty? It might have been yep, just me and the cats recording today. Hey, Don, buddy, how you guys doing? yep, all right uh I could have i mean I did have one night in a hotel room but I did not record in the hotel room because uh, I had my children with me I guess I could have that would have been quite the podcast though uh but yeah packed up the old uh, family truckster and brought three of my children to Ellensburg uh which is hilarious my son's been to Ellensburg probably five times with me for comedy reasons um which is just uh you know when, when he's a, an adult and people talk about what was it like. To have a dad who was a comedian, he'll be like, I know a lot about Ellensburg. Uh, we never did make it to Disneyland, but uh, Ellensburg, is gorgeous every time of year. Actually, we did make it to Disneyland, but that was not for comedy reasons. That was for um, mother-in-law reasons, uh. But yeah, that was uh exhausting but fun to take the uh whole family on a trip. Uh the show in Ellensburg was fun. Uh it was at a uh like Ellensburg brewing company. I was doing it with my pal Mike Coletta, who I know listens. Shout out to Mike Coletta! MC! No one calls him that. Uh but it's weird, there's so many, I do so many shows, all, co- all comedians do now, at, uh, uh, like, breweries, distilleries, wineries, like, I never did any of these shows, uh, until, I mean, I don't know, five years ago or something, but there's just so many, like, uh, local micro-brew distillery-type situations now that I do, you know, I do five or ten shows a year just standing in front of, uh, giant barrels of alcohol in a warehouse uh and they're usually pretty fun they're pretty fun but it is it is funny to like you know they just put up a stage and some seats and but the backdrop is this big warehouse you know looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme should be fighting a Chinese gang behind me it's like one of those warehouses (laughs) the kind of warehouse where you like stab the side of something and cocaine pours out and then, uh, you have to fight the whole gang one at a time. Cause that's how you fight Jean-Claude Van Damme one at a time out of respect for his talent. Had a, uh, had another good show, uh, in, uh, beautiful Elma, Washington, uh, raising money for something. Oh, they they were actually they were raising money, uh they were raising money to uh have a safe and sober graduation party for the class of 2022. Which is uh kinda funny because that crowd was super drunk. You guys are ironically getting hammered to
0: raise money for a sober
1: party. I,
2: I drank, so you don't
1: have to. I <lived> for you. <laughs> a couple years ago. So yeah, that show was uh, super fun, and uh, that just leaves my other show that I <laughs> that I had on Thursday, which uh, was a little less fun, and not not. Terrible, but uh, it was at the parlor in Bellevue. And, you know, probably holds 250, 300 people in that room. Uh, and there was 15 people uh, at that show. And uh, it seemed to be training night for the staff. Because everyone, every person there was training someone. It's like they knew. It was a nice, soft opening for their new job like let's bring him in on thursday when gabriel rutledge is headlining and that'll be a nice easy way to get the system down in fact one time when i was i was walking to the bathroom and uh i heard someone training someone else and they're like now on this sheet here normally on the back of that uh is where we have our reservations listed but tonight we don't have any but normally uh there would be reservations on the back i'm like oh Fuck, I'm right here. You couldn't have waited to, to mention the zero reservations. uh But yeah, look, it, you know, I've done shows for fifteen people many times. uh But uh you make the best of it, but it's, you know, still kind of a bummer. Small but scattered, I appreciate it. <laughs> we drew the outside of the picture first and just never filled <laughs> <built> in. <it. laughs> I'm actually, uh, taking my new album tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, 45 minutes is a long fucking time. <laughs> all be a part of
2: it.
1: <laughs> this, uh, episode has a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge, that's me. Uh costs five bucks. And I'll plug whatever you want. Uh just contact me, Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com. Hit me up on the social medias. Uh I almost said slide into my DMs, but I'm not, you know what? I don't think I'm ready for that. Uh uh the, the proud I'm gonna make them proud. The proud sponsor of this episode is the podcast one offs with Phil Kopp. Which is the same as last week. Sort of, except I think last week I kept saying Phil Cop's one-offs. And I instead of one-offs with Phil Cop, but I'm sure he still would have gotten there with the right search. Uh but yeah. Uh check out Phil's uh Phil Kopsinski's hilarious podcast, One Offs with Phil Cop. Don't act like you don't wanna know about animal mating rituals, because you do. And Phil does the research. You should see his Google history. It is disgusting. Uh, but yeah, check, uh, check him out. And also check him out. Check out Phil doing comedy sometime. He's a, uh, he's a very hilarious comedian. And, uh, I have a, uh, I have a good feelings towards Phil because, um, he lives in Spokane and he has a family and he is, uh, being a comedian, and, uh, I live in Olympia, and I have a family, and so I know, I know, uh, what it's like, Olympia's actually at least close to Seattle and Tacoma, uh, Spokane's close to, uh, Idaho, so it's even tougher over there, uh, so, but he's doing it, man, and, uh, I know that's not easy, so I have a lot of respect for it, and, uh, check out his podcast, I'll put a link uh, under the episode notes, uh, to his podcast, I'll put a link to his website too. Check him out. And, uh, thanks for the 10 bucks, Phil. Holy shit. You must be making some cash. Okay. Sponsor two episodes in a row. Uh, I was at Costco. Uh, I'm not bragging, but I'm a member. I was at the Tumwater Costco uh with my lovely wife christy and uh i i someone recognized me as a comedian which happens on occasion you're like oh we get it you're super famous no i'm i'm not saying that but you know a fan i don't know people occasionally usually it's like this though usually it's like hey I saw you at fill in the blank venue. You were great. Whatever. And that's the level of, uh, of uh, interaction I have with uh, someone who's seen me do comedy. This one was kind of funny though, because it was, I think it was an employee. And he said it like he, uh, just ran into George Clooney. Uh, he goes, Hey, aren't you Gabriel Rutledge? Although, I guess if it was George Clooney, I don't know if he would be like, hey, aren't you George Clooney? But maybe, he goes, hey, aren't you Gabriel Rutledge? And I was like, yes. Uh And he was like, I saw your show last year at the Washington Center. It was great. I was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And he's like, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, sure, of course. So we're taking a selfie, me and this Costco guy. And I look over and my wife is, you know, just rolling her eyes laughing at me. Um, but this is what was funny about it is, you know, it was a busy day at Costco. And, uh, so there's probably five, six, seven people around, uh, our little circle. And they're all like side eyeballing this guy taking a picture with me. This guy who's like, oh, can I take a picture? So great to meet you. And they're all looking over like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, is he, I can't, is he in a fishing reality show? Who is this hairy celebrity? Is he uh one of the Duck Dynasty cousins? Who the hell is this guy? Does he own this Costco? So it's just so funny that, uh it was so funny to see the look on the other people's faces. Uh... You might think this guy's famous, but we don't know who he is, so he couldn't be that famous. That's why, by the way, I know from my, uh, single comedy, uh, comrades, that, uh, if you're, uh, trying to hook up with a lady, or I imagine a fella too, you really, you can't leave the comedy club. Meaning, like, if you're hanging out in the bar... At a comedy club after the show, you're like the big shit there, right? You're like, you were just on stage. People know who you are. They want to hang out with you. You got a little, you got a little pop. You got a little celebrity pop. As soon as, uh, someone says, Hey, we're, we're all going to, uh, uh, fill in the blank bar. We're all headed out to do karaoke after this. Do you want to come with us? Like, yeah, you, you can go, but you're no longer. You're no longer the cool person. You're just another, uh, just another asshole at a dance club or wherever you go. And I've actually not even trying to get laid. Uh, I've actually spent my entire comedy career trying to not get laid, which is a little different. But, uh, if you just go out with people after a show, you run into people and they go, Hey, this is the comedian from the club. He's hilarious. And then the people just look at you like, okay, that's fine. But, you know, we don't, we don't care. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're, you're only famous to the people who know you, Uh which sounds obvious, but it's very true. When you do comedy and you're like, people are like, you're the best! And then you exit the comedy club and you go back to anonymity. Ah. Buddy, okay, Buddy just stepped on my keyboard. Not sure what that was all about. You can't do that, Buddy. <sighs> Hopefully you didn't just send an email with uh, some paw typing. Why do cats love keyboards so much? Is it because they're warm? I don't know. Are they trying to communicate? Probably. I feel like if a cat learned to type, it would just be, <laughs> <laughs> they would just type, fuck you. That's, uh, that's really what a cat would like to say if it had verbal skills. I actually, I have, uh, heat. Uh, buddy has sent a Facebook message before because I had it pulled up open and he just like, You know, it was a couple of numbers, and then he hit enter, and the other person was like, huh? Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, If you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, But if you do have a podcast... um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh it's easy, it's free. Uh they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently it's just talking about anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship. But I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this, so. Worth it? Of course it is. Uh go to anchor.fm or the anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of the Rutledges. Actually, Gmail, I have a Gmail. I'm, I'm not bragging, but I, I'm doing all right. I got Gmail money. No fucking hotmail loser. Uh, the uh, Gmail has this new feature that I hate where, like, usually uh, the emails at the top of your email are the most recently communicated. You know what I mean? You responded or you sent something. And now they do this thing where they're like, hey, uh, you sent this email nine days ago. Would you like to follow up? I don't, I don't need that Gmail. I don't need a reminder of rejection. I don't, I don't need you to be like, hey, it's uh, this person never got back to you. Is it because they think you suck? That's probably what it is. I don't need that Gmail. Alright, I was a loser on my old planet. I don't need that here. I hate email. I know. Me too, Venom. Me too. There's, I mean, if you're a comedian, the email rejection is just daily. Because it's, you know, even clubs I work, I, I, I just periodically, I have to send everyone emails. Here, here's what I have available. Please book me. That's like a constant you know, you can't even take it personally after a while. You're just you know. Uh because the rejection's not even that personal. It's just a numbers game. You know, they're 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 like, hey, I have uh, thousands of comedians emailing me. I'm not gonna get back to everybody. Uh but yeah, I don't need to be reminded. I don't I don't I don't need Gmail to be like, Oh I wonder if this club doesn't like you anymore. It's been two weeks. I hope they don't keep doing that. I hope they don't I hope they're not like you've emailed this email address 6 times in the last 4 years and they've never responded. Maybe it's time to give up. Fuck you Gmail. I'll tell you when it's time to give up. I was thinking this. I was thinking this about my job. I was thinking this about being a comedian.
0: Good news everybody. Gabriel is going to complain about his comedy career again.
1: No, I'm not going to complain, robot lady. I was just thinking about something. You got a lot of attitude today, robot lady. I can reprogram you with a man's voice. Don't think I won't. Uh, there's the, the, the wild variety in what we get paid as a comedian. I don't know how applicable that is to other occupations. Like... If you're a mechanic, I feel like if you're changing a transmission, it's got to be pretty much the same for every transmission. Maybe a little bit my model. Like, maybe it's more for a BMW one than a than a Kia one. But there's a wild... Like, all okay, right, for example. uh Someone asked me about doing a date in Bellingham for $200. And I said... And Bellingham's like a, you know, two and a half hour drive from me. I said... Uh, let me get back to you later today because I have someone else who wanted me to do a private show that day. Uh, and that private show paid $1,500. That's like the spread of what I get paid. Like it might be $200, I might be $1,500. That's kind of nuts. You know, and I know there are a lot of a lot of comics, a lot of people don't like to talk about money. I know my parents don't. <laughs> I have a very vivid memory when I was a kid. We moved from uh, South Bend, Washington, uh, to Olympia, Washington, and they bought a house which they still live in, but it's unrecognizable because my dad remodeled everything. But they bought a house i think they bought it for like 40 grand or something and uh you know this is the 80s and uh i remember you know they went from uh they'd never owned a home before and in fact we you know i didn't think about it but we kind of lived in a shithole in south bend like you don't realize it and then you're like hey My entire childhood, our big front window was cracked and taped together. It's weird that never got fixed. Like we didn't, you know, I just didn't think about it. We kind of lived in the woods anyway. But I think they paid like nothing uh, to live there. And then they bought a house. And I remember I I overheard my parents talking about how much their new mortgage was. And I believe it was in the $500 range. And uh, I remember we were at someone's house. And, uh, I somehow said that, uh, like, like my parents were talking to their friends and they're like, well, it's exciting. I mean, you know, it's a little scary. It's a little scary because then, you know, then it's a lot more money than we're used to paying. And I go, you know, little, little 10 year old me was like, yep, it's like $550 a month. And I remember my mom kicking me like under the table, like. And then later I got a little talking to, like, we don't talk about money. And it's weird, though, a little bit. Like, I get not talking about money. Like, sometimes people are like, what are you getting paid for this show? And I'm like, hey, fuck you. Enough that I came here. But it's also, like, what's the shame in people knowing you're paying $550 uh, a month in mortgage? Uh I mean, that'd be pretty amazing now. But uh anyway, so I know people don't talk about money, but I... I think we should. A little bit. Because there's a lot of mystery to being a comedian. And uh, I know uh, Jackie Cation, who's a very funny comedian. I've heard her publicly talk many times about, comedians, we should all be telling each other what we get paid. Because uh, some of us are getting fucked. Uh, And um, I guess I can't bring (laughs) up... I can't hear the name Jackie Cation without telling you the time uh, I did my very worst introduction of anyone ever. Um, which uh, back when I hosted things—I mean, I still have to host events every once in a while—but back when I was an MC, uh, I, I prided myself on being a good MC. Like I, w- I would—I would give good introductions. I wouldn't mess up the names. But uh, the worst introduction I ever gave anyone was Jackie Cation. Uh, whose name I can say now, but I had just met her. She was like, my name is, uh, Jackie Cation. It rhymes with vacation. And I thought, oh, fantastic. Cation rhymes with vacation. Could not have given me a better clue, a better hint for me to remember how to say your name when I introduce you later in the show. And so, uh, it gets time to introduce her i'm like hey your next comedian you know she's uh, had a comedy central presents who knows what i said she tours all over the world please welcome jackie and all i could remember instead of rhymes with vacation all i could remember was rhymes with sandwich which i don't know maybe i was hungry Maybe it's because I'd just driven 10 hours to this weird casino in Northern California. But all I could remember was Jackie rhymes with sandwich. By the way, nothing rhymes with sandwich. Nothing. So I knew her last name started with a K. So I just go, please welcome Jackie Kasashvodichwa. I just fucked it up so bad. Jackie Kasandwich. I basically said, please welcome Jackie Kasandwich. Uh, And I have never forgotten the shame that washed over my body when, uh, I fucked up Jackie Cation rhymes with vacation so badly. I actually sent her a message like maybe three or four years ago and said, I'm sure you don't remember this, but I think about it all the time. Uh, and she's like, you're right. I don't remember. You're forgiven. Uh, which was nice of her. But anyway, she makes the point that we should all be talking about how much money we make. And I will, I will. Okay. I'll say, look, uh, When I say I make $1,500 for some corporate gigs, that's that's true, but also there's a lot of comedians who would be like, why are you only getting $1,500? You're getting ripped off. It totally depends. Sometimes people are like, how much would it cost to have you come to my event? And I say, 1,500, and they go, great! And I go, oops! That means I should have said more. And then sometimes people are like, how much would it cost for you to come to my event? And I say, you know, 500 and they're like, Oh, well, there's no way we can afford that. That's how much it varies. Um, but the reason, you know, I have to say, I have to charge, uh, close to $1,500 for a private show on a weekend because that's about how much I would make at a comedy club. <laughs> well, that was Buddy the Cat falling off the table. I think he was shocked about how much money I'm making. That's um, 1500 bucks. You can buy a lot of cat toys. Uh But yeah, so I have to do the math on that. I They're like, hey, this random Saturday, nine months from now, will you come perform for our company function? And I have to go in my head like, well, I would probably get a comedy club in the $1,500 range that, yeah, I would have to pay for the flight, but I would also sell merchandise. And... You know what I mean? So to make it worth my... Buddy. Why are you eating tape? Buddy? We don't have cats on my planet. Makes sense. Makes sense. What are you doing, buddy? Do I have to (laughs) put you in your bathroom closet? All right, hold on. All right. Buddy's been uh, secluded in a... uh private area. He was eating tape. I don't... Which I think means later he will, uh, shit tape, which will be fun. Uh, I don't think he swallowed any, but I feel... (laughs) Uh, It's funny because like a cat, like a cat, I mean, they're domesticated, but like if I just threw him outside right now and never let him back inside again, he would probably be okay i mean he might you know i mean he'd probably learn to hunt and he could be an outside you can be a wild cat and just live outside so in some ways they have these smart instincts that even humans don't have but also hey i wonder if i should eat this scotch tape that's probably a good idea and he also uh like this this cat like if you open the oven when it's on and obviously heat is coming out He'll just come over and like he burned his paw. Maybe, maybe Buddy uh isn't smart. Maybe that's what I'm just realizing right now. He eats tape, and uh he stuck a paw on a hot of stove. Well, oven. He didn't burn himself. Um, but he did. You know, I didn't think I had to teach an animal to stay away from fire. But uh, Buddy did not understand that lesson. Like ooh, warm. I'll just put my paws out like okay anyway I was thinking about this uh this money and comedy thing and look like look it's like okay if you're like hey next week will you come to a bar and perform for $200 I would be like yeah absolutely if I have it available I would definitely do that if you tell me six months from now on a Saturday will you come to my bar and perform comedy for $200 I'm gonna have to say no because I have to leave the week open for something better. Does that make any sense? So I basically, I mean, I'll even do $150 show sometimes. So, so that my range is like $150 to $2,000, which is just insane. That's an insane, uh, uh, range of things. But I was thinking about this, um, because I had a guy message me on, uh, I'm on this social media thing called Facebook. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, and I think he messaged me because he had seen my uh, Comedy Juice videos, which by I haven't talked about that in a while, by the way. I have Comedy Juice on Facebook. I have one video that's 1.7 million views. And then I have a couple more that are like 350 each. So I'm like, you know, it's like two and a half million views, which is cool. Uh, so this guy said, Hey, uh, he sent me a message. He's like, I own a bar somewhere. I won't say too much somewhere in Ohio. Uh, I'd love to have you at my bar sometime. So I said, Hey, I'm actually, I'm going to be in Dayton, Ohio pr- pretty soon. And so if you had a show on like a, a, a Thursday night, I could actually do it. Cause I'm going to be in the area. And he's like, well, <laughs> He's like, how much? And I think I told him, uh, $500. I think I said five or $600. We could even get me. I can find an opener. We'll do a 90 minute show. He said he'd get back to me. He didn't get back to me. I emailed him like, I'm assuming I would have heard something, but just wanted to check back. He's like, I can't afford your rate. That's nuts. How much, (laughs) how much would you do for a one hour gig? Which, I guess he meant, how much would you charge? I said, well, I'm already in the area, so I guess $300 would be doable. He responds, sorry, bro. Hmm. Sorry, bro, that's way too much. I paid $300 for a four-piece band that played three hours and packed the freaking house to p- capacity of 100 people. Wow, I should be a comedian. Much love and don't want to insult you. I would pay you $100 max. I just said, uh, you know, I want I had a lot of things I wanted to say. I just said, no worries. I can't do it for that, but I understand. Uh <laughs> You should be a comedian? Okay. Like, a $100. a $100 to perform at your bar for an hour. Like, you saw me on Facebook because you watched a video that had millions of views. I'm clearly a professional comedian. I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in Dayton that weekend. That's why I'm going to be there. Do you do you think the Funny Bone in Dayton is paying me a hundred dollars a show? Is that why I'm flying to fucking Ohio from Olympia, Washington because you think I get a hundred dollars a show? I just you can, I know you might not have the money, a uh, p- person who lives in Ohio, but don't act like I'm crazy because I needed at least three hundred dollars to do an hour of comedy at your bar. And you ripped that band off, by the way. You know, and I, I just don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand to be like, hey, I, <laughs> you're super funny. I've watched your clips. He had other nice things to say about me, too. He's like, oh, I saw you, uh, you, you did something on Amazon Prime. I'm going to check that out. Oh, that's cool. You've been on Comedy Central. You noticed all those things about me, but you still want to pay me $100? To travel two time zones away to perform at your shitty bar. Son of a bitch. <sighs> anyway, like I said, uh, that's the thing about comedy though is he will find someone to headline it for a hundred dollars because by the time you do comedy long enough that you're like, Hey, I think we're getting ripped off. There's a whole fresh crew behind you who are like a hundred dollars to do comedy. I'll do it. Um, so yeah. It is it is weird. It's weird to uh it's weird that like you know the Dayton funny bone is like, Hey, we think you're good enough. Uh come out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll give you fifteen hundred dollars and and a chance to sell your merchandise. Uh and then a guy who owns a bar two hours away is like, I'll give you a hundred bucks to do an hour. It's uh, you know, <laughs> oh well all right i think we're gonna wrap this one up early because uh i'm not feeling my best and uh i'm running out of time got kids coming home from school i got a cat ranch to run there's a lot going on we need more tape uh things are happening um I don't think I have any iTunes reviews to read this week, which makes me so sad. If you leave me an iTunes review, uh, I will read it on the podcast. Um, if you don't leave me one, I will also read it. Am I supposed to be telling people to subscribe? I don't. I thought that was implied, but I I don't know. I hear people say that too. Give me a rating and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. That way, if you don't listen, I'll I'll feel like you did because I'll still get credit for a download um and also i think i thought i was on spotify before and maybe i was for a while but then i wasn't but you know i'm back on spotify now maybe for for the first time back maybe for the first time yeah i think it is time to cut this podcast episode short uh anyway uh march 16th this saturday my show in olympia if you live in olympia i would love it if you were there i could really use your money that's not true well it is true but i would you know i'd love uh, as many people to be there as possible and uh, oh i think that's it uh talk to you next week
2: maybe it's time to always yeah. maybe it's time to go It takes a lot to change a man, hell, it takes a lot to try Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Nobody knows what ways for the dead Nobody knows what ways for the Some folks just believe in the things they've heard and the things they've read. Nobody knows what waits for the dear. I'm glad I can't go back to where I came from. I'm glad those days are gone and gone for good. But if I could take spirits from my past and bring them here You know I would Know I would Nobody speaks to God these days Nobody speaks to God these days to think. He's looking down and laughing at our ways. Nobody speaks to God these days. When I was a child, they tried to fool me. Said the worldly man was lost and that hell was real. Well, I've seen hell and reno, and this world's one big old Catherine wheel spinning still. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah, maybe it's time to let the old ways die. It takes a lot to change your plans and a train to change your mind. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die.